We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Rob Doster here for the Field of 60. Today, we are bringing you another episode in our Off the Carousel series, where we will be joined by each and every new head coach to the Division I ranks. There are almost 60 of them. We're going to be rolling these out a couple of days throughout the month of May and the month of June. So make sure that you subscribe to the channel. And if you like this interview, don't be afraid to tap that like button. That stuff really does help our channel and help our presence on YouTube. It helps more people like you find this content. And since I have you guys here, make sure that you check out our Instagram and TikTok pages. We are going to be pumping out more unique content over there throughout the summer heading into next season. Like, for example, did you know that Penny Hardaway was shot when he was a player in college? I bet you didn't know that. There are more stories like that on those pages. The links are in the description below. So now, without further ado, let's get into another edition of Off the Carousel. everybody to another episode of the field of 68 off the carousel series and today i'm thrilled to be able to catch up with new louisiana tech head coach talvin hester talvin what's going on man thanks for being here i appreciate you for having me rob it's an honor i'm going to start you off with this i uh i watched your introductory press conference this morning you got a little bit emotional there at the end uh, i'm curious why. why why does this mean so much to you uh, you know, just growing up in a single parent home and looking down and seeing my mom um, there support me. And I think I made her more proud, probably more than I was happy, you know. And, um, you know, I guess any person that has kids or, or parents or something that, you know, they kind of cling to, uh, you, you're always like looking forward to, to either make them proud or or, or give them excitement. Like my daughter, I was looking to give her excitement. So uh, it was one of those moments for me. Um, I looked down there, I saw her smiling and kind of tearing up and kind of gave me tears. So it's just, it's just one of those things, a dream come true for me, but I'm sure a dream come true for my mom as well. So I, I love the path that your career has taken, right? I respect the grind. I respect the commitment. I respect the dedication that it takes to get to where you are now from where you started in this business. So um, I'll run through it real quick. I don't know how many people uh, know this, but when you started your college coaching career, you were an assistant coach for a division three junior college program called uh, North Lake College. Um, you were also coaching in the USBL, if I'm not mistaken. And from there, you were at Texas Wesleyan and Texas College before finally making the leap to the division one ranks. And you can correct me if I'm wrong here. 
But if you're coaching at those levels that you were coaching at when you first got in, you have to love it to be able to make it work. No, it, true story. So funny stories I tell people all the time. So, and, and I'll, I'll kind of explain. So I went to North Lake College. I just asked them to help. Um, I was coaching AAU at the time. I was like, I just want to coach college ball. And I asked them, uh, Coach McGraw said, you know, you need any assistance? I didn't even know how the thing worked. And I love ball. So he said, yeah, come help me out. I didn't get paid a dime. And so literally for the first Texas College, Texas Westland, North Lake, um, I probably made about $10,000 in a, a year. And that was only at Westland. Probably made $7 an hour at Texas College. And I just, I just loved it. I put into it. Uh, I had friends telling me, man, why don't you just get your feet wet in high school? And I was like, I don't want to. I just kept, I just kept making every school the best, like in my mind, like it was the best for me. I wasn't looking ahead. And then finally I got my break in division one and it wasn't pretty when I got in either. Um, jumped into the SWAC and I love it. I love the SWAC for what it did for me. Um, and I just kept trying to, if you would have told me I've been the head coach at that time at an NAI somewhere, I'd be like, it'd be great. And I just kept pushing forward, doing my job. So, so I need your best story from, from those days when you were coaching. And while you think about it, I'm going to give you one. I played Division three basketball in New York. And I remember when we used to go on the road trips, we had, I think it was a $7 per diem. So yeah. what we would do is we would go to Subway. And this is when they had the, you could get two foot long subs for, for five bucks or six bucks or something like that. So we yeah. had one for our pregame meal and one for our postgame meal. And that's, yeah. that's what our road trips were like at the Division three level. I'm sure you yeah. can relate. So, yeah, I got one for you. I, I want. I won't tell you the school because I don't want them to feel slighted. So uh, at this school, uh, it was in those early days, um, they had contracted out the bus. Uh, they, we owned a bus, the school did. It was an older bus that they had bought, just kind of painted on it, but it wasn't the best bus. We owned it and they contracted out to a, 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 a student who had a CDL to drive us to New Orleans for a tournament. And uh, we went to the tournament and the student ended up like parking near a tree and busting one of the windows out. So we had to tape the window on this charter bus with garbage bags. And the whole way back is really, really loud. And we stopped at Wendy's on the way back and everybody has like a $3 limit, <laughs> a $3 limit. So that gives a two cheeseburgers and a cup of water type meal, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. I remember those days and to be honest, um, I wouldn't trade them for the world because they make this so enjoyable to me. I make it, I live a dream. I really do. Like people say they live a dream. I live a dream. Well, what is it about coaching that, that made it something that you wanted to pursue so aggressively? My struggles in finding out who I wanted to be as a person. Um, when I was young, I went to college and I was like, man, I want to be a businessman. Well, they say, well, what do you want to do? I, like, I don't know. I just want to wear a suit and work downtown. You know, that's what businessmen do. Drive a nice car, live in the suburbs. That's what I want to do. And uh, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. But basketball, had, you know, I played basketball. It had been what I'd done my whole life. So it kind of came easy to me. Um, and so I got a chance to coach AAU when I got back home with a guy who taught me how to play. I was just going to help out. I wasn't trying to pursue a career. And then I just fell in love with helping the, the young men and, really helping them kind of decide what they want to do in life. Um, because at the end of the day, it's more of us that don't know than know. And if we can eliminate a little of the time that it takes them to figure out, we've helped them, you know? And so that's what I wanted to do. I feel like I'm doing it every day. 
I feel like the best part of this job is when the young men go from being like mentee type um, people to you to like being friends and you're, you're with their kids and you're seeing them grow up as men and raise families. Like that's the best part about the job. So why Louisiana Tech? What is it, what is it about this job that, that made it the time for you to, to, to go and, and be a head coach? Um, well, ultimately, they, they chose me but um, and gave me the opportunity. So I'm thankful for Dr. Wood and Dr. Geis, the president here, and them for doing that. But I, when I left uh, Oral Roberts and came here, it was just magical. Uh, Eric Conkle hired me and we had a really good run with some really good kids. Um, even the kids that left, Anthony DeRuji ended up leaving and playing in Florida. Like we had, a, we had really good kids here and we won a lot of games. Um, I, I wanna say when I was here with Coach Conkle, we won a guarantee game at a, at a quote unquote power five every year I was here. Um, or we went to Wichita State and broke their winning streak. Like we, we had some, some moments that we were really proud of as a program. And I feel like I tell my assistant coaches this now, you never know when you're on an interview. Uh, everybody wants to impress everybody outside of their job. They want to impress you guys. They want to impress um, other assistant coaches at high majors. And I was on a three-year interview here. And I, obviously I won the interview. I came to work and I did my job and I let the administration know I was about business. And then when the opportunity came, um, they called me back. And when you spend the time, when you spend time at a place that you kind of see that you enjoy and that people are great to you, when you get an opportunity to come back uh, and lead the program there, it was, it was kind of magical and a dream come true. So had some really good days here. Um, um, I feel like I did right by administration and the people around here and left a good impression. And then they gave me the opportunity to come back. So I'm really excited about it. You've worked for two of the guys that I think are two of the best coaches in this business and Kelvin Sampson and last year for Mark Adams. Where do you, what did you learn from them? What are you taking away from your time uh, on, on a bench with them? And how are you kind of incorporating what they do into the way that you're going to run your program? Culture and competition. Um, you have nothing without culture. That's Kelvin Sampson. I mean, you're going to good, bad, or indifferent. You're going to be known for something. Um, if you're bad, you're going to be known how bad you are. If you're good, you're going to... So your culture is everything. And, like, you don't sacrifice anything for the culture of your program. And I think you can see it with the way his teams play. Um, it's a next man up mentality. Uh, they are in there, and they're all fighting for, for the culture of that program. And if a man goes down, the next man steps in and he fights for that culture. And then the same with Mark Adams, like the competition piece comes in. Both of them taught me that we can do all we want. Um, um, X's and O's, we can teach them, we can put them through drills. But we're, if we're not willing to compete, which is a level above playing hard, then we've done nothing. And so both of those programs that I was at, like we really competed. Like we, night in, night out, we were usually the hardest team. Uh, hardest playing team and it always gives you a chance to win so um, we're building culture now I mean culture academically culture around the community uh, we, we want to be represented in the right way and then I tell our assistant coaches like even when you go out and recruit for me like I want the, the playing hard skill to be very high up on your board uh, we can teach guys a lot we can get guys to shoot better we can get guys but uh, playing hard has to be has to be something that we recruit and we uh, we buy into and we're good at. So I'll, I'll leave you with this. Uh, you've been in this business for more than two decades. Uh, you've been an assistant coach at just about every level of the sport. You are now 
uh, you are now a head coach. You now have your own program. And it may be a little bit too early to answer this, but I'm curious, what is the the biggest surprise for you? What has been the one thing where you're like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that this was going to be so tough or this is the way I was going to have to do it or I had this on my plate. Has there been anything that's been kind of like, oh, well, I didn't expect that? Yes, and it's, everybody asks me this question. Um, what's the, the most difficult or the thing that surprised you most? How much head coaches get pulled to do things that are non-basketball related? Um, you have to find time to make sure you are pushing your program in the right, right way on the court and that you're, you're spending time with your guys and that you know that they know they love you. You put time aside for them and, and your family and all that. But at the end of the day, they're pulling you to do interviews, to talk to alumni, to, like that's the, it's a lot of it. And I didn't realize how much it was, um, and so I've uh, gotten to the point where now I have a whole staff here where it's easier to manage. But the first day I walked in here um, and I was so happy. This is a good thing. I worked with the guys that were here that left. Um, Coach Conkle took all of them with him. And in this day and age, to be loyal to your staff and take them with you was unbelievable. So I was happy for all of them. They got to move to Tulsa. Um, I was excited for them but I was left here with a GA <laughs> and I walked in, had the GA and the strength coach. So the strength coach was my ops. Then the GA, I mean, it was really rough those first few weeks of getting pulled for interviews, um, having my schedule, understanding what my schedule was, actually dictating my own schedule, calling all the alumni that I need to call. Like it was a lot, but that was the hardest thing that I dealt with. Uh, the other things you kind of seen, along the way, getting guys together academically. Uh, the beauty of my situation, which is different from everybody else, is I already lived here, so I knew the town already. And I, I was here when we recruited all the guys if I didn't recruit them myself. So I didn't have the learning curve of learning the team like somebody else does. Yeah, that's that always helps when you don't have to re-recruit a roster, introduce yourself to every single player on that roster in the day exactly. transfer portal. So listen, Talvin, I appreciate the time. Like I said, very happy for you. I love the story. I love the grind. I love the commitment. And uh, it's been great catching up, man. I appreciate it. If I can leave anything with a lot of young assistants out there, like it, it's still value in doing things the right way. Mm -hmm. It's still value in, in being great at the job you currently have, like when those ADs and associate ADs over and when you move on, I promise you, they won't forget you. Appreciate the time, man. All right, thank you so much.